Hey everyone, Brandon Shields here. It is Monday, May 4th, 2020. Welcome to another episode of our podcast designed to help you practice the way of Jesus during a time of global pandemic. For the last several weeks, we started a new series at our church in our Sunday gatherings, our teaching ministry called God's Empowering Presence. And we're looking at the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. I love that phrase. It was coined by Gordon Fee, who's a New Testament scholar, a brilliant writer, particularly in the, in the works of Paul. And, uh, and that is his attempt to summarize the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's presence, God's personal presence. He's not an it. He's not a force. He's not some Jedi power or some diffused energy that emanates throughout the universe. He is God. He's a person. He is God's indwelling presence, the same presence that gave life in the book of Genesis that came on prophets and judges and priests and kings throughout the Old Testament, now has come permanently to dwell with us, no longer reserved for a tabernacle or a temple or uh, temporary works of leadership or insider revelation. Now the Holy Spirit, because of Jesus, comes to live both individually and corporately within us. And he, and he does so to bring us a sense of identity, right? As beloved children of God, he now lives in us and reminds us that we can have person to person, spirit to spirit communion with God. But he also empowers us. And a lot of people miss this. He empowers us for life in the world. Wherever you see the spirit show up, you're always going to see power close behind. So to know the spirit is to know God's empowering presence. We see that throughout the Bible. We see that throughout church history. One author I love says it like this, the Holy Spirit is God present in person in power. It's been so encouraging for me over the last several weeks to take time in my daily prayer just to cry out for God's power. The Holy Spirit brings spiritual power for believers, and yet I've been convicted at how little I desire or even assume or expect or ask for the Spirit's power to fill me, right? To, to fill me to the fullness of all that God has for me uh, and all that God has for us as a church. The Spirit speaks, the Spirit chooses, the Spirit teaches, He, he gives, He guides, He prays for us, and he, he, he fills us with the power to preach the gospel. He fills us with the power to overcome sin, to cast out demons, to perform signs and wonders, healings and miracles, and all kinds of things that you see throughout the ministry of the apostles and into the early church and beyond throughout church history. There was a sense of anticipation that the Spirit was going to come and be poured out and there would be an increase of prophecy and tongues and, and all kinds of visions and dreams and that the imagination of the church and the abilities of the church would be transformed to do things that they couldn't do. And that's why I think Jesus said to the disciples there in John 14, like, I'm going to go away, but you don't have to freak out because the Holy Spirit in you is going to be better than me beside you in the flesh. And so uh, on that note, I wanted to just share this morning uh, as a practice, as a prayer practice, um, a hymn that's been around in the church for a long time. Um, it was It's called Vini Creator Spiritus. And it's something that you could pray uh, in the morning, so you could just take some time to pray uh, throughout the week, five minutes, 10 minutes, 
30 seconds. Um, it was developed in the ninth century by a guy named Rabinus Maris, who was a Frankish Benedictine monk and theologian and poet. And it's been used throughout church history um, in different occasions, typically around the time of Pentecost, um, used in all different kinds of traditions, Catholic, Anglican, Protestant, uh, Martin Luther, and several others, Cranmer, who's the archbishop uh, in England, all did different uh, translations of this from the Latin into the English. But, um, but it's a really powerful invitation each morning. So I try to wake up each morning and just take a second and, and say, come Holy Spirit, come Jesus, come Father into my life to invoke the Trinitarian blessing uh, as I just want to tune my attention to God. Uh, this is a way for you to maybe expand, double-click on your uh, awareness of and attunement to the work of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to just read this over you, just kind of meditatively, and I want you to just take some time right where you're at to be still, to put your feet on the ground, to breathe deeply in and deeply out, and just I want you in your imagination to picture the Holy Spirit at work around you and in you. The Holy Spirit is compared throughout the Bible to the primal forces of nature, He's a wind that blows, Jesus says, a mighty rushing wind wherever he wills. He's, there's a wildness to the Spirit. And I want you to imagine the Spirit is, is the wind, the breath of God himself blowing in you and around you as he works in power. He's compared to a fire that purifies, that sanctifies, that makes us holy, that burns off any impurities and brings to the surface those things that are most true and real and of God. Picture the Spirit as a fire burning inside of you, burning around you. He's compared to earthquakes and, and forces of nature. Imagine the Spirit shaking up your heart, your soul, your life. Just picture the Spirit at work around you. And I want you with maybe just palms up, just to be open to the Holy Spirit today, open to the power, open to the presence. God's empowering presence has been gifted to you. If you're a follower of Jesus, he has been gifted to you. And the Bible says that we should eagerly desire his gifts. And to eagerly desire his gifts is to eagerly desire his person, his presence in our lives. To welcome his gifts is to welcome his presence. And so I want to just take a few moments and let's breathe in deeply Let's, let's thirst, let's long for, let's hunger for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit as, we, as we're staying at home, as we're managing our children, as we're homeschooling children, as we're trying to love our spouse or trying to get along with our roommates or trying to uh, just stay mentally and emotionally sane. We need the Holy Spirit's power desperately. And so let me just read through this prayer, and I want you to, I want to invite you to make this prayer your prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, creator blessed, and in our souls, take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill the hearts which thou hast made. O comforter, to thee we cry, O heavenly gift of God, most high. O fount of life and fire of love, 
and sweet anointing from above. Thou and thy sevenfold gifts are known. Thou, finger of God's hand, we own. Thou promise of the Father, thou who dost the tongue with power imbue. Kindle our sense from above and make our hearts overflow with love. With patience firm and virtue high, the weakness of our flesh supply. Far from us drive the foe we dread and grant us thy peace instead. So shall we not with thee for guide turn from the path of life aside. Oh, may thy grace on us bestow the Father and the Son to know and thee through endless times confessed of both the eternal spirit blessed. Now to the Father and the Son who rose from death be glory given with thou, O holy comforter, henceforth by all in earth and heaven. Amen. I pray today that you may be filled with the spirit of the living God and all the fullness and all the power that his presence wants to impart on you today. Pray that you would draw near to the Holy Spirit and find encouragement and comfort and communion, but also spiritual power to live in a time of pandemic. Grace and peace to you.